The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Herod the Tetrarch heard about all that was happening, and he was greatly perplexed because some were saying, John has been raised from the dead. Others were saying, Elijah has appeared. Still others, one of the ancient prophets has arisen. But Herod said, John I beheaded. Who then is this about whom I hear such things? And he kept trying to see him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I wanted to emphasize today's psalm. The Lord takes delight in his people. What a beautiful psalm. Psalm 149. The Lord takes delight in his people. The Lord takes delight in you. And in light of Padre Pio, whom we honor today in a special way, I think we are invited, we are challenged to make sense of the paradox of the cross and our Christian lives. Christianity, if you think about it, is full of paradoxes. You have to die in order to have life. If you want to find your life, you got to lose it. You know, many are called, few are chosen. I prayed with that one this morning. <laughs> and I'm going to use that as, uh, as a way of framing this delight that the Lord takes in us. I'll confess here that I was wrestling with something the other day. Does the Lord appreciate me? Does the Lord appreciate me? I know up here he does, right? I know in my head he does. But I wanted to get in touch with that. I wanted to wrestle with that a little bit. He was inviting me, obviously, to wrestle with that. Lord, do you really appreciate me? And then I did come across that scripture passage too, where many are called or many are invited, but few are chosen. So like, what does that really mean? So I had to do a little research this morning. I just had to get some broader context. And I'm glad I did. Because the Lord is the one who invites. You've heard me say it. I've said it so many times, right? The Lord is always the protagonist in our relationship. So yeah, he is inviting us. And you could then say implicitly that he does appreciate us, right? He wants us to be with him. And that line, many are called or invited, but few are chosen, is in the context of a parable, if you remember, where a father has a son who's getting married and the father wants to invite all kinds of people to the wedding banquet. But the people who were invited had all kinds of excuses and they didn't come. So then the father was like, well, just go out there now and invite anybody to my son's wedding banquet. And then at the end, there's somebody there who shows up without a wedding garment. I was like, what are you doing in here? Get out of here, you know? 
And so there's a lot going on here. There really is a lot to digest. But yes, God is inviting us to share in his life. And when we were baptized, that was like not just an invitation, but really a place at the table, right? I mean, there was an explicit reservation (laughs) that was made for you and for me in the Father's house, at his table, so to speak. And he was really waiting for us to come. God was waiting for us to come, to accept the invitation. So yes, God really appreciates our presence at his table. Just as all of you, whenever you've thrown a party, you know, and you invite your family and friends, right, that you want to come, you appreciate it when they come and enjoy themselves. You like to share your gifts of hospitality, if, especially if you're gifted at that, right? You like to open your home and, and, and share your gifts with your family and friends. And you take delight in that, right? You take delight in that. And that is a little taste of how God delights in his people, as the psalm reminds us today. But there's more. And I think this is where we can better understand many are called, few are chosen. Chosen for what? Invited to the party. We're all invited to the party. Many are called. Many are invited. But few are chosen for what? Chosen for the greater gifts that we have to be willing and ready, ready and willing to pursue because he can't force it. And again, the, the parable is in the context of what? A marriage. A marriage, right? A wedding banquet, a marriage, right? So what is God inviting us to? What's the more? It's nuptial union with God. It's marriage with God. It's intimacy, friendship with God. That's what few are chosen for because few actually make themselves available for that. We're all invited to do it, but few actually avail themselves of the opportunity. And you can really only choose those that are, you know, wanting it with all their heart, mind, soul, and body, right? God makes it happen. God is the one who ultimately makes it happen. But he can't force it on us. And he won't. So that for me was a a real... And obviously that takes what? It takes a lot of faith, right? So Lord, increase my faith that you actually want to make me feel good. (laughs) You know, that you are good and that you want to make me happy. Happier than anything else that I would look at or chase after, right? I mean, and insofar as all the good things around us remind us of God and point us to God. Awesome. But then, there is the Lord our God, the bridegroom. And that works a lot better for you ladies, I mean, I gotta tell you, right? (laughs) The divine bridegroom doesn't get me all that excited, right? (laughs) But, you know, he's also given me Mary, right? So I have Mother Mary, who is the embodiment, if you will, of the... I know it sounds strange, right? But she's the embodiment of the Father for me. She's my complement par excellence, right? 
Because we're, we, we, male and female, are made in God's image and likeness. Not me, male, alone, right? But male and female. So anyway, he gives me Mary. That's another homily, right? So, but we're all called, invited to this nuptial union with God. This mystical marriage, if you will. Holiness, holiness, friendship with God. And so let's pray today that Padre Pio and St. Therese, in whose novena we are in the midst of, as I said, let's pray that we can be inspired by them. But not inspired as like, oh, good for them. (laughs) That's awesome that they could do that or have that. But rather, let's allow them to speak to us during this Mass. Let's allow Padre Pio to speak to us and to say, go for it. Go for it. It's worth it. You know, it's worth it. There's great treasures to be found. God has so many good gifts to give. You just got to keep opening yourself up to those gifts, spending time with him and, and just seeking him in a sincere way. And whatever little way you seek him in, he will bless that. He knows your circumstances. But whatever little you know opening you give God, he will absolutely bless it. I think back to my own calling. You know, I'm a sophomore in college and I make a Lenten resolution to pray a little bit more. And I can assure you, it wasn't much. Our Father, Hail Mary, glory be, maybe twice a day. Wasn't much at all, right? But because I was just giving God a little bit, he took advantage of it. And he said, guess what, Jason? I've got something much bigger planned for you than you ever imagined. Who, me? Yeah, you. (gasps) You know? And by the grace of God, I accepted I accepted the invitation. But I didn't do that once and for all, right? And just like all of you in your walk with the Lord, it's not a one-time act of faith or hope or love. No, it's, it's a daily occurrence, right? And you grow in it that way. You grow in it that way. So the more we walk with him, the more he shares, the more he reveals to us the riches of his glory. So Padre Pio, pray for us today that like you, we can trust in the goodness and the mercy of God, knowing, believing, hoping that he has good gifts in store for us who seek him, who accept his invitation to come to him and to sit and rest our heads on his sacred heart and be filled with his love. Amen.